So join me, 37th chapter of Ezekiel. Very familiar scripture, verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. Don't blame the devil for what God does. Cause me to pass by them round about and behold there were very many in the open valley and though lo they were very dry the more we, we read the worse it gets he said to me son of man can these bones live and I answered O Lord God thou knowest again he said to me prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin put breath in you and ye shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord God so I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied there was a noise a shaking and the bones came together, bone to his bone. When I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come. From the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. Apparently, God's serious about life. So I prophesied as He commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet an exceeding great army. Here's the question. Can these bones live? I want to I want to bend that just a little and I want to preach to you tonight when the bones can't live. When the bones can't live. 
not question but statement when the bones can't live would you lift your hands again and ask the Holy Ghost to speak to us God we need you tonight we need you tonight Jesus Please be seated. Thank you for standing. Preaching is a very unique concept that God chose to save mankind. Sometimes messages are for the moment to help you out from your present situation. Sometimes messages are able to bring past into present to remember where we came from and fight to keep that to where we're headed. Then there are moments that preaching is prophetic and that it may not be for the moment but if you'll just tuck it into your spirit you will need it to survive in the coming weeks and months. So tonight, I I do not feel as if I'm preaching to where you are. I'm preaching to where you're going. So you need to tuck this into your spirit tonight for what dreams may come to reveal that you can live on the bread God's going to feed you tonight. See, I, I am aware when I look across this congregation on a Wednesday night and see that there's not very many seats that's empty. And if you bother to look around on a Sunday morning, even less seats are empty. So it doesn't take a prophet to understand something's going to have to happen. Because you're not losing people, you're gaining people. Neither will you lose. 
you will continue to gain. So it doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand something's going to have to happen to get people feel comfortable in the house. So it may not be for where you are presently, but tuck it in your spirit. Because when the day comes, I don't want you saying we can't. I want you declaring we are well able to do it. I, I feel dangerously comfortable tonight. There are places in Scripture if you are a student or a studier or a reader of the Word of God, there are certain chapters, certain places in Scripture where you, where you will find a repetitive word or phrase. If men of old wrote as they were moved on by the Holy Ghost, then this is no accident. And God understands the nature of man, so anytime you read in Scripture, and you find something repeating itself over and over again, I believe it's God's way of trying to get your attention. That there's something there that you need to take your time and dive deep into to find out what God is trying to tell you and the church. This is so obviously seen in the first chapter of the entire word of God, the foundation where we start, what we stand on is a repetitive phrase that is said over and over again in those 31 verses of Genesis chapter 1. Genesis 1 and verse 3 and God said. Verse 6, and God said. Verse 8, and God called. Verse 9, and God said. Verse 10, and God called. Verse 11, and God said. Verse 14, and God said. Verse 20, and God said. Verse 24, and God said. Verse 26, and God said. Verse 29, and God said. So the first lesson to be learned in the foundation of Scripture is God is a speaking God. This is what is interesting. Man 
has not been made yet. So there's no one for God to talk to. But God says. So that, that means that words and every time God said something, something was made out of what he said. So when there's no one to communicate with, when there's no one to carry on a conversation with, God is speaking, God is calling, God is saying. So words from their conception was not meant to communicate. They were meant to create. You just missed it. It's not meant to carry on a conversation. It's meant to create something that's not there. So life and death is indeed in the power of your tongue. Because what you say can bring life and what you say can bring death. Words can either be a chain or a channel. Words can either birth or cause to decease. Words can either cause a flow or cause a dam. And so at the beginning of all that there is, we find a God that wants an earth, so he talks it into existence. He wants light, so he says it into existence. He wants grass, so he says it into existence. He wants a sky, he wants a sun, he wants a moon, he wants stars, so he speaks it into existence. But the sun has no voice. The moon has no voice. The stars have no voice. But when God speaks man into existence and he breathes life into man, he tells Adam, you name the animals. So the only creation that God put a voice into was man. And God expects man to use the voice. So Adam, here's the deal, son, whatever you call them, that's what they will be called. Whatever you label them, that's what they will be labeled. Is it? Is it, any, is it any wonder that when that roaring lion came to stand before Adam, God looked at Adam. Understand that God gave man a voice and voice can bring life or voice can bring death. And it was God that chose man to identify what he's looking at. And God said, Adam, I'm going to give man dominion over every animal because what you name, you control. What you name, you have authority over. So when that roaring lion stood before Adam, 
Adam looked at that, that beast and Adam said, you are called a lion. He didn't call it a lamb. He didn't call it a bear. Come on, I'm going somewhere. He said, you are a lion. So years down the road, when Peter's writing a book and he's reminding us of our adversary, he said the adversary, the devil, come on, he said that that devil is as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. It was man that called the devil a lion because Adam named the animal a lion because God gave man dominion over all the animals. So when Peter said, you're a lion, in essence what he was doing was giving you power over that adversary, giving you power and dominion over that animal. I think it's time you use your voice and stop being a victim and become a victor. Start using your voice to speak louder than a roaring lion. You, you got the voice, Adam. You're the only creation with a voice. And determined on how you use that voice will determine on where mankind goes from here. He even said to Adam, I'm going to give you dominion over the fish of the sea and the fowl of the air. And the creeping thing, listen, and what God said, and I'm going to give you dominion over everything that moveth upon the earth. So according to God, if it's moving on the earth, man has dominion over that. God didn't say that by accident. God didn't say that because he was running out of something to say. No, God looked at Adam and God said, man, you've got dominion over everything that moves on the earth because God understood in his vast wisdom and the fact that he knows the end from the beginning. He knew the day would come when the sons of God would present themselves before the Lord in the book of Job and Satan came also among them and a conversation begins to take place between God and Satan and God says devil where have you been and what have you been doing and the answer that Satan gave to God is I've been going to and fro in the earth we're not, and I've been walking up and down you can't walk without moving so when the devil said I've been walking to and fro in the earth he sealed his own demise because back in creation God gave man dominion over everything that moves 
so you don't have to be bound if you'll use your voice. You don't have to be held hostage if you'll use your voice. You don't have to be defeated if you'll open your mouth and use your voice. So it's not the devil, it's not hell, it's not some mistake he is paying the price for. It's God, it's the spirit that picks up Ezekiel and puts him in the middle of a valley that is full of dry Dead, scattered bones. It's not a place of life. It's a place of death. It's not a place of what is. It's a place of what used to be. It's, it's not a place of revival. It's a place of rejection. Everywhere he looks, every step he takes, he's crunching on bone. Every, every, every path he walks down, he sees a life that used to be. Every road he takes, he sees a hand that used to reach, a leg that used to walk, an ear that used to hear. Here he is in the middle of a valley full of what seemingly is no potential. Seemingly impossible situation. If 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 God, if 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 you would have brought me to this valley maybe 50 years ago when Things wasn't as dead and dry and scattered. I may have a little more faith in what they could become. But 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 you brought me here in in a time of death, and you brought me here in a time of desolation. You brought me here at a moment where it just seems impossible. Oh, to hear the stories of how it used to be and what God did. But now you've brought me here where they have no voice. They have no life and seemingly they have no future. 
And to make things worse, God presents only one question to this prophet. Son of man, can they live? He looks, he observes, and after careful and intense consideration and observation, he comes to this conclusion. Lord, only you know. Very interesting, God doesn't say. Matter of fact, I do. Very interesting, God doesn't say, well, let me give you the answer. God says, prophesy to what looks impossible. Prophesy to what you think is probably just a little too far out of your reach. And, and when you prophesy to them, Ezekiel, don't tell them how impossible they look. Don't tell them how dry they are. Don't tell them how scattered it is. After all, they know it better than you do. When you open your mouth, Ezekiel, speak life. Because Ezekiel, I've got the power. I'm God. I've got the power. If I wanted to right now, I could resurrect these bones. If I wanted to right now, I could make a way out of no way. If I wanted to right now, I could give you that financial breakthrough. If I wanted to right now, I could do the impossible. But, 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 but Ezekiel, I gave you a voice. And right now I want to see how you will utilize that voice by speaking death, by speaking what it used to be, by speaking what you what you would like, or can you look at that impossible situation? Can you look at those backslid children? Can you look at a lost city? Can you look... And can you speak life when I'm not answering your questions? Can you speak life when I'm not doing what you want? Can you speak life when you feel like your prayers aren't even getting through? Because Ezekiel, the only thing I gave man, the, the one thing I gave man, I gave no other creation was a voice. And now it's time you use your voice to speak life into them. So the Bible said Ezekiel looked at this valley full of dry, dead, scattered bones. And he said, breath will come into you. Come on, how stupid did he look all by himself looking at bones? Hands, you will reach again. Feet, you will walk again. Legs, you will grow strength again. Come on, how, how crazy did he look? But 
when he stirred up these bones and he said breath will come into you breath will come into you life will come into come on I'm sure I'm sure people were watching they thought you're crazy they thought you lost your mind come on like some of you were thinking right now it's impossible you don't know how long I've been here you don't know what all it's going to cost you don't know what all I've got to do oh that's okay Ezekiel you only got one job speak life speak life speak life speak life three words turn the whole situation around when the scripture records as I prophesied not when I thought about it not when I hoped for it not when I believed in it and not even after the fact but as I opened my mouth, as I prophesied to an impossible situation, as I prophesied to what people think I'm crazy talking to, as I was doing that, there was a noise. I did that not after not before but in the middle of me doing that there was a shaking there was a stirring there was a changing there was a moving there was an awakening there was a stirring and when I looked what seemed impossible bone began to go to bone and life began to breathe again and what used to be became once again So when I used my voice to bring life, it brought life. When I used my voice to not condemn, when I used my voice to not criticize, when I used my voice to not say impossible, but when I used my voice to speak life, There was a noise. Some of you don't hear anything because you ain't been talking yet. Some of you don't feel a shaking because you ain't talking yet. You just look at impossible. You just look at it as no way. You view it as man. And with man, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And God just needs a church that'll start talking to dead things. God just needs somebody who'll start declaring to impossible situations. You shall live. We are well able. Hey, they came together. They were unified. They were joined, but they had no breath. So God said, Ezekiel, prophesy to wind. 
tell the wind, blow on this. Tell the wind, come from the fars, come from the north, south, east, and west. Come from the, the four corners and breathe life. And while I was prophesying, the wind began to blow. Not before, not after, but in the middle of me speaking, life came and breath came. So if bones live while you're talking, if bones live while you're speaking, then when the bones can't live is when you stop talking to them. Because it's not before, it's not after, it's as I spoke. So the more you talk and the more you speak life, the more impossible situations become, become possible. But the very moment you let the bones and you let the scattered and you let, you let the impossibility speak louder than you. So the only way bones can live, the, the, the only thing that bones are contingent upon is not God. Because God's not speaking to him. Ezekiel is. The prophet is. The church is. Well, when God gets ready, I've heard this my whole life. Well, if we'll just stay faithful in the small things, when, it's, when it becomes my turn, God will just bring it. And so we're not saying anything, but man, remember, remember that revival we had 20 years ago? The only thing we're talking is what the bones used to be. The only thing we're saying is, remember when we outgrew the old church and we had to build this one? My God came through, didn't he? God made a way. But now if we talk about building another one, Inflation. It's a different day. Oh, it's going to cost that much. I just don't think it's possible. And so the bones stay dry and dead. Not because it's the will of God. It's because you won't open your mouth. But I've come tonight to try my best. And I'm telling you. 
I'm telling you, this weather going from 80 to 40 to 70 to 50 and this rain, it's knocked me down the past two days. I'm, I'm doing everything I can to muster up my strength to get this into you. But before I leave, I, I, my God, if I got to spill out my guts and blood to get it into your spirits, I will. I'm telling you, I'm telling this church, it's time you stop talking about how impossible stuff is and how impossible it's going to be to raise funds to build a bigger building. What we need is some Ezekiel's that'll say, it's okay, God. You don't need to say anything. Let me talk a little while. There will always be five that will outnumber the one and say, we can't, we can't, we can't. But where is the Caleb among us that'll say, just because you can't doesn't mean I can't. We need a Caleb spirit to revive in this building that'll say, I'm not a grasshopper. I'm a giant killer. I'm not a grasshopper. I'm someone that can take the city. I'm just speaking. I'm speaking life. I'm telling those hands, it's time to give again. I'm telling those feet, it's time to move again. I'm telling those bones, it's time to breathe again. God's not done. God's not finished. God's not through. God's not brought you here to leave you crippled and handicapped. He brought you here to make a way out of no way. And we just need some talkers. We just need some faith saying. We just need some decreeing going on that'll say live, live, live. It was two, three weeks ago. On the way back from eating, pastor drove me around the parking lot and said, Brother Atkins, I see this over here. And I see this coming up over here. And when you walk in here, this is what you're going to see. When you go over here, this is... Folks, do you realize some pastors don't even know what they're going to do next week? He told me all of these plans, and I'm not going to... I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag. He told me all these plans and everything that he foresees and all the cost to it. I, I said, when do you plan on this to be accomplished? I'll let this cut out of the bag. He, he said, he said, I'd like to see it all done within two years. You know what the non-talkers do? Oh God, we need you. Oh, oh, oh God, I don't I don't see how. Oh, oh God, I just I just I just don't know, but dear God, if your pastor can have a vision that that's clear, that clear, and that Chris, I tell you what he needs. He does not need a church saying, you're thinking too big, you're dreaming too big. 
You know what he needs? You think he's crazy. I'll tell you what he needs. He needs a church saying two years. How about next year? You say impossible. Yeah, yeah. If you stop talking, it's impossible. But as the moment you lift your voice and start prophesying, there's going to be a moving. There's going to be a shaking. There's going to be a stirring. There's going to be a noise. Come on, Star City. You lift your voice. There'll be a noise. What noise? A noise of hammers. A noise of nails. Come on. A noise of buildings going up. You're the only creation that God trusted with a voice. You don't know what we got to fight in this city. You don't know the elements. And the, you, don't, you don't understand. Well, let me ask you, Star City Church, is God in this? Do you believe? Now, if you don't believe it, don't say yeah. But if you believe, do you believe that it is God's will for this man to be your Ezekiel? Then hell didn't bring him here. God brought him here. The first decision he had to make as pastor was during COVID to close the doors. That's dry bones. That's scattered bones. That's an impossible situation. But look at you now. You know what he did? Life. 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 Come on. You know what your Ezekiel needs now? Yeah. Life. Life. It ain't going to be all you, Ezekiel. I'll help you talk life. It won't be all you, Robinson. You got a church, you got a church that has your back. We'll, we'll talk together. We'll work together. We'll give together. We'll believe together. We'll work together. And if I have any credence with this church, if you don't believe it, let this preacher tell you, it is God's will he's here. There is no doubt in my mind. There is no. See, if it wasn't God's will, it would be easy. The fight is proof. It's God's will. God told his disciples, get on the boat, go to the other side. He forgot to mention the forecast. He forgot to mention before you get there, there's going to be some struggles. There's going to be some storms. There's going to be, but you know what they did? They kept on rowing. 
They didn't stop in the storm. Come on. The more it rained, the more they rode. The greater the wind blew, the more they rode. And eventually... Come on, eventually they got to where Jesus told them to go. I tell you what, God wants for Star City Church. He wants you to go to the other side. You've been here long enough. Time to move to the other side. Yeah, there'll be storms. Yeah, there'll be wind. Yeah, there'll be rain. But you know what you do? You speak life to impossible. You speak life to the storm. You speak life to the dryness of bones. And your voice is what they are leaning on. Do you realize the responsibility God's given you? That the future of Lafayette, Indiana is in your voice? So, if the future of this city is contingent upon your voice, why are you using it to fight one another? Why are you using it to point fingers at each other? I know I dealt with it Sunday night, but some of you wasn't even paying attention. The, the reason you got a voice was not to use it to condemn your brother and sister. It was used to bring life to them. That's why you got one. Get your voice off of each other and get them on the dryness of Lafayette and the scatterness of Lafayette. It could be said of this church like it could be said of every Pentecostal church in America. If we just had a revival of backsliders, what used to be These bones, the, 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 I'm trying to get you to, to see how weighty this is. The, the only chance these bones have, Ezekiel, is when you prophesy to them. The only chance your backslid kids has is when you stop fussing at them and you start loving them. And you stop pointing judgmental fingers at them and you start telling them what they can become. So I, I, I don't know when, but I, I want you to call me or text me after and, and, and let me know if they do what I'm about to challenge them to do. When the night comes that that he, he stand, your, your Ezekiel stands before you and begins to cast his vision of what he sees for this church and the future of this church. And the moment comes when, when he drops the bomb of, you know, the F word, finances. Right. 
I want somebody to jump up immediately. If he feels leading to give you the total, I want somebody to jump up immediately and say, huh, we can do that easy. And you let me know if they do it. If they don't, I'll come back here and I'll preach this again. I'll grab another mic and I'll come beat you upside the head. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, God put it on the responsibility of that Ezekiel to speak to those bones. But he's not putting that responsibility solely on this Ezekiel. He's not. He's not. That's why you're together. He doesn't need you. You, 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 you sure you've looked at all the possibilities and this is the only route? You, you sure there's not an easier way? No, no, no. No. He needs with God nothing shall be impossible. He needs, hey pastor, they that be with us are more than they that be with them. I, I think it's a piece of cake to do it. Because all the bones need is a voice. That's why God gave you one. To speak to what man says is impossible. Can they live? Everyone lift your hands. Everyone lift your voice front to back, side to side right now. Get a hold of this. Let this get a hold of you. Come on, God. Build our faith. Come on, Holy Ghost. Increase our faith. Come on, faith, faith. Faith is the things hoped for. It's evidence. Come on, it's evidence of what you don't see, what you don't feel, how impossible. It's, it's evidence. It's evidence. Bones coming to bone. It's evidence. There's a noise. It's, it's evidence. There's a shaking. It's It's evidence. Come on, pray, 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 pray deep, pray hard, pray loud. Pray deep, pray hard, pray loud. Come on, I want that noise to be heard tonight. I want that shaking to be felt tonight. I want that confidence, not in what you can do, but, but in what God can do to me. 
tangible. That if God be for us, who can be against us? <laughs>